welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Saturday on KLBJ with hosts Ed and Ben Clements. They're taking calls at 512-836-0590 or toll-free at 877-590-KLBJ. Welcome back to Dirty Martin's Place for the End Zone Club, part of Sports Saturday here on KLBJ Radio. Ed Clements and Ben Clements with our special guest, Mark Brooks. Our show proudly brought to you by Howery, Breen, and Herman, attorneys at law. Call Randy Howery and Group if you have any type of trouble. Howery, Breen, and Herman, attorneys at law. Plains Capital Bank. Thank you, Paul. Haul you back and crew. Covert and Bastrop rocks and the guys closed today, but they'll be open tomorrow morning. Also brought to you by Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Doug Boney and crew. Great Texas barbecue tonight or tomorrow all over Central Texas. Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. If you need one of those great, have you seen the shirts? The, the Alabama I have. The score shirts. They got, they're now at Sue Patrick. Get them quick. Uh, the Alabama score shirt. Also brought to you by S&B Amusements. If you need work on pinball machines or jukeboxes or the like, S&B Amusements. Also brought to you by Delaware Subs. No baloney there. Tomorrow, two-for-one cheesesteak special. NFL time. Pete Ademski and all the fine folks at Delaware Subs. And, of course, all our group here at Dirty Martin's Place. Ed and Ben and Mark Brooks. Wyoming at number four, Texas, in less than an hour at the stadium. As you look at this game, fellas, I think Texas has superior speed. Mm -hmm. They've got momentum. Uh, it's a huge line. Uh, I, 30 listen, points. Listen, I'd like to see a, a three or four touchdown win, but I just want to see a clean football game for this Longhorn team. Yeah, Pop, one week ago right now we were saying that uh, the upcoming game against Alabama was the biggest test to Steve, Star Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns in his tenure here. We also said it was going to be the biggest, was it worth it for Quinn Ewers? Was he worth the hype? Was he worth the money? He proved that it was. It was a, a, a past test for Steve Sarkeesian. But some say the biggest test comes after the biggest test yeah. in football, and this is. This is, can Texas remain non-complacent? Can they keep their eye on the prize that it's one week at a time? It was very... Um, Good for Texas fans to see the reaction from the Longhorns after their big victory last week. On to Wyoming. One game at a time. We don't let one game define who we are. I think that was very pleasing for Texas fans to see that the Longhorns didn't stick around that game. They didn't let, let it go to their heads. We hope. We hope. We hope. We so hope. Yeah. tonight will be a big test to see if they can keep the, the, the throttle on and bring it to Wyoming and not get complacent and not be staggered in this game. Yeah, Wyoming's not not a complete pushover by any stretch of the imagination. They're 2-0 and on the year with victories last week over Portland State in week one against an okay Texas Tech team, uh, but they're, they're not going to lay down for Texas, and uh, they're anxious to play here in Austin. Again, they're 30-point dogs, but Mark, I think it's going to be a good battle. I think Texas should win, and I don't expect a hiccup, or as Steve Sarkeesian likes to say, I don't expect a lull by this team tonight. No, I don't see Wyoming laying down, but uh, so that means you need to go put them down. Yeah. <laughs> well just said. Go put them down in the first half so we can get our boys on the sideline. Yeah. No injuries. Please. No injuries. No injuries, please. Put the game away early. Let's let some other guys play, you know, get some valuable backup time. It becomes huge as the season progresses. Uh, Big 12 uh, early on is not having a very good day. Miami defeated Iowa State 10-7. to Iowa State goes on the road to Miami, and they lose 10-7. to And Missouri hit a 61-yard field goal at the gun to defeat K-State 30-27. to This is how 
I don't know much about the Miami or my. I was I was calling the Miami of Ohio. I'm confused. Miami of Ohio is now leading Cincinnati seven to nothing. It's just Ohio University. It's my Miami Ohio, and then there's my. Dad, don't don't do this right now. No, don't no. Do then right there's now. Ohio. It's not Ohio. It's just Ohio. The Amazon Club brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. <laughs> no, I'm just making a point here because I called Ohio Miami of Ohio when in fact they're not Miami of Ohio. They're just Ohio. But what about Miami? What are they doing? Miami of Ohio. Dion plays tonight. He did really well Florida State against Miami. No, no, no. Miami of Ohio is playing Cincinnati, <coughs> and Miami of Ohio leads Cincinnati seven to nothing. You talking about the other Miami? Yes. Well, they already played. <coughs> that other Isn't Miami, Miami also outside of Rome, Italy, where the Ryder Cup is in a couple weeks. Man, that is that Miami you you're talking really about. Really got me confused here. <laughs> but the bottom line is this: scoreboard time. Yes. South Alabama and Oklahoma State zero zero. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech over Tarleton State seven to nothing. Baylor defeated Long Island thirty to seven today, mm-hmm. and Oklahoma has won against Tulsa. Oh, you win sixty six to seventeen, and don't look now. Yep. But that game at the Cotton Bowl in a few weeks is going to be ginormous. It'll be big. The Sooners continue to win, and the Longhorns continue to win. If the train stays on the tracks, we will most likely see a top ten matchup in Dallas, Texas. OU, Texas. If it remains, Texas will be at the very least number four. We'll see Oklahoma creep into number. 10-9-8 status. It'll be a huge game. But again, Steve Sarkeesian has relayed this week after week since preseason, one week at a time. Don't let one game define this Longhorn team, and they're not going to let this Alabama game define them. Right. Because don't look now, but Alabama doesn't look that good anymore. They're on their third, third quarterback of the season after benching uh, Jalen Milrow. <laughs> after benching their starter today, they're on to their next guy. So Texas needs to to keep playing week yeah. after week and keep showing what they're capable of. We saw that. So in Oklahoma, they're still on their, their revenge tour after last season. They a, are. A fall off from grace, but Dylan Gabriel has brought Oklahoma back to what they were doing year in, year out. You know, it's about time. I, I would love to see a Texas win like Oklahoma's been winning. Oklahoma had the huge win of the first where they scored 73. They score 60-plus today. I'd like to see a Texas team. Just put a put the pedal to the metal. We have mm-hmm. not seen that yeah. for the Longhorns. They had the beautiful win over Alabama, but maybe time for Texas to, to show how how tough and how they can score. That might happen uh, tonight at the stadium, or it could happen a week from today when they face the Baylor Bears, who don't seem to be very good this year. No, and Quinn can put up Heisman numbers in yeah. 30 minutes. So yeah. let's just let him let him go. Yeah, just you, let him do it. You let know my, fa- my favorite thing right now in Big 12 football is the best team in the Big 12 looking forward to next season, they're not even in the Big 12 yet. The The best team in the Big 12 for this year 2024 is in a little town in Boulder, Colorado, the Colorado Buffaloes. That is the future right now of the Big 12 conference. And they are. They're what, again, game day was there with Dion again. Yeah. Dion was there with the Rock there. They've had Dion Sanders has won his first two games of the year. And you know why, Pop? Their favorite tonight over Colorado State. You know why they're going to win tonight, why they won the past two weeks? Because they're playing Colorado State. No, 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 Mark. It's because they're taking it personally. <laughs> they're taking it personally. They're taking it personally. <laughs> making it personal. They're making I it personal. I yanking on the reins on all this Colorado. I am I... drinking the Kool-Aid, Mark. Oh, be, I love it. Be careful. I love it. It well, doesn't take much arsenic to get the job done. Well, I love it. They'll win tonight, and they'll be 3-0. Then they got the tests. They've got the test on the road at Oregon a week from today, which is going to be difficult. Yeah. Then 
They host USC in yeah. Boulder in two weeks. Well, there's a big difference between believing and being. Oh, yeah. And right now, they're believing. They uh, are believing. We're gonna, they're going to have to prove that they are real. We'll find out. Well, you know, my favorite thing in the, the weeks. Go on, Mark. No, but the confidence. They've got, he's yeah. definitely instilled confidence in those guys. But my favorite thing right now between, between the two Saturdays is the week up before the games, hearing what Deion Sanders is doing to give his team motivation. This past week, it was the Colorado State coach really degrading him for wearing his sunglasses and a hat to the games. Last week, it was uh, the opposing coach talking mess about his team, talking a little smack. He's bringing this to his team, giving them motivation, and it's working. The it's, guy has proven to be the best speech maker in all of college football. It's, it's high school stuff, but it works. It works. And that's why Dion said earlier this week he has no interest in playing pro football or coaching pro football because he can motivate these guys. He can intimidate guys. And he he is the boss, whereas you have multi-zillionaires in NFL football. He couldn't have the same effects. They'd say, yeah, if he starts doing it, it's personal, it's personal. They'd mm-hmm. go, yeah, move over, coach. But it's funny how in a time where with the Big 12 – they're losing their two two top programs in Texas and OU, the richest programs in the Big 12, but they're gaining what's looking like right now. I know you're saying pump the brakes, but what's looking like is going to be the future of college football, the future of the Big 12 and Deion Sanders in Colorado, where it's, you know, Big 12's having a terrible day today, but their two best teams that are going to be, you know, defaulting to the SEC, you got... Colorado who's saying, hey, yeah, look at us, we, we, watch we, us. We can come in and we can make an immediate impact. And I think Colorado is, you know, they they came in. Dion brought many of his players from Jackson State. He brought his two sons. But now he's going to get more NIL money from mm-hmm. the Colorado alumni. And he's just going to have a lot of high school football players. All saying, that marijuana money. Yeah, yeah all marijuana <laughs> money. It's legal up there. As they're going to say, I want to go play for Dion, yeah. and that's it's interesting to me too. As we look down the road, how long will he stay there? Will Billy Napier screw up at Florida? Florida mm-hmm. and Tennessee are underway tonight. Uh, Billy Napier, big game. Florida needs to win that game. Uh, Neon Dion is red hot, and I think yeah. I think they may they, uh, I, they may lose four games this year. Pac-12 tough. Pac-12 tough. They may lose four or five. Well, I will say this: if if Dion proves out. And this works really well, this uh, pseudo-experiment. Because it is. I mean, yeah, let's is. face it. It's, it just, is. it's a pseudo-experiment. Yeah. It could change the coaching carousel quite a bit. You're right. And really I would could. say he doesn't in, stay in Boulder very long. I agree with that entirely. So. I think with this new college alignment, the, the conference alignment, the, the, the biggest surprise is the fact that Colorado would come in and really – wipe away the face of college football and say, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to do it our way, led by one of the best football players in, in history, and we're going to take Colorado to the Big 12, and we might go and own that conference next year. As, the biggest surprise. As we go to break, Alabama and South Florida have gone to the fourth quarter. Alabama leads 10-3. to The Aggies are late in the third quarter. They lead Louisiana Monroe 37-3. to Already today, big statement games, Georgia over South Carolina 24-10, uh, 24-14, excuse me, but the most impressive team I saw all day long was LSU. LSU goes to Starkville, and number 14 LSU annihilates Mississippi State 41-14. We need to take a break after the break. More on uh, the End Zone Club here on KLBJ Radio, brought to you by Howie Breen and Herman, Attorneys at Law, Plains Capital Bank, Covert in Bastrop, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road, SNB Amusements, 
Delaware subs, two-for-one cheesesteaks tomorrow, and by Dirty Martin's Place. We'll be back with more college football news and NFL news when we return to the End Zone Club here on KLBJ. Back on the End Zone Club on News Radio, KLBJ live from Dirty Martin's Place. A shade away from DKR, where Texas will be taking off against Wyoming here in about 39 minutes. Thank you to our great friends over at Howard Breeden Herman, Plains Capital Bank, Covert Bastrop, closed today, open tomorrow, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road, SMB Amusements, Delaware Subs, where tomorrow they're doing their two for one chicken or Philly cheesesteak. Go say hi to everybody over at Delaware Subs. Give them an Eagles, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Oh, man, the Eagles. Pina Dempsey is excited because the Eagles are now 2-0 after their win Thursday night against Minnesota. Yeah. Yep, and then Dirty Martin's Place, our home away from home, where we'll be here all fall bringing you Texas sports and Texas football. So come on down next week and come celebrate with us. Let's talk a little NFL. The big news yeah. from NFL last week was the injury to Aaron Rodgers. After mm. four plays, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> may be out for the year with the Achilles. He said yesterday that he may come back. I don't know if that's realistic. In what was going to be a monumental game tomorrow yep. at uh, Jerry World is not so monumental as the Cowboys will be hosting the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets with, with Zach Wilson <laughs> as Zach quarterback. Wilson. Cowboys coming off a 40 to nothing win. Let me ask you, and Mark, too, chime in. I've never seen a more convincing Cowboy win than last Sunday night when they just annihilated, destroyed the New York football Giants 40 to nothing. Defense, 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 defense. Dan Quinn is a GD genius. Mm -hmm. That man could put together a defense. The defensive line just absolutely is an assault weapon. Cat quick. The defensive backs... Trayvon Dix, oh my lord, linebackers. That that defense is the most juggernaut defense I've seen from Dallas, maybe in my lifetime since the since the nineties era. It seems like the story of the offseason was Dak, 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 how many interceptions? And Dak really didn't factor in the game at all no. because the defense gave him the thirteen to nothing lead early on. Mark, I've never seen a defense. You know, we're old enough to remember the doomsday defense of uh, the Super Bowls of back in the late seventies and eighties with Harvey Martin and Thomas Hollywood Henderson, those guys, but mm-hmm. it was just flat out dominating last Sunday night. Well, they turn the defense into an offense because it's pressuring. Yeah. You know, they're forcing the offense to make a move, and that's just not normal in the NFL. Yeah. You're usually on your heels trying to keep them from scoring 40. I already feel bad for Zach Wilson. That man is going to be absolutely crucified on Sunday tomorrow against the Cowboys. And I know it's been one game. And the New York Giants, God bless them, Daniel Jones is not that good. He had a pretty solid season last year, but, you know, they have Saquon Barkley, but he was not a factor. Daniel Jones was just being harassed all day long, and it's you don't want to you know blow too much smoke up up uh, Mike McCarthy's behind. But that is a team that looks complete right now. Defense, offense. Tony Pollard, he came into his own first year starting running back after the uh, the absence of Ezekiel Elliott. That is a damn good team that Mike McCarthy has, even. When he's calling the plays, which was the big factor this offseason. With all the stuff about the Jets and how I believe the Cowboys will win tomorrow, remember, they won. Uh, They won against the Buffalo Bills, which was a huge shock to me because, uh, as as our listeners know, and Mark, you know, we're fans of the Buffalo Bills because of our friend Mitch Morris, but that was absolutely shocking that the Buffalo Bills lost that game. 
The Jets didn't win that game, Pop, and I'm going to say it. The Buffalo Bills lost it. Josh Allen played terrible. He tried to do too much. He was forcing throws. They couldn't move the ball. Jets, they got away with one. It All the anticipation was Aaron Rodgers. We had the... the it's, it's the hard knocks factor. People yeah. were excited to see the Jets. They have a great defense. They have a superb defense. They had a offensive rookie of the year, a defensive rookie of the year. Uh, Garrett Wilson's one of the most electrifying receivers in the NFL, but that was all smoke and mirrors. I think it's going to be interesting uh, in the game. It's going to be very interesting because the Jets can run the ball. Yeah, they can. They can run the ball. Yeah, Brees uh, Hall had a phenomenal game coming off the ACL he tear. Had, he had a great game. Had a very And Dalvin Cook coming Dalvin in. Dalvin Cook, yeah. That's a great one-two punch. Yeah. But Zach Wilson, to me, is not going to be the answer. I, I just It's going to be interesting because you mentioned the young wide receiver from Lake Travis. Yeah, uh, Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. The question to Mar is, will Zach Wilson have enough time to get it to him? I don't know if he will or not. <laughs> yeah. And it could be a very quick game if, if Jets say, we're going to run it. We're just going to run the ball, which they can run effectively. It's very intriguing. It would be somewhat earth-shattering if the Jets were able to pull off an upset against the Cowboys. I don't think it's going to happen, No, nope. but it could be an interesting game because the Jets the Jets are too good with Sauce Gardner defensively yep. in the run game yep. to make it just an automatic uh, Cowboy victory. Let's talk another game real quick. Uh, Ravens-Bengals tomorrow at noon. Ravens coming off of a good win. Lamar Jackson he picked up where he left off. He, he's, a, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but the emphasis here is on the Bengals. Yeah. Joe Burrow, after being named the highest paid player in the NFL, could not have played a worse game Remember, in his season been, debut. Remember, he's been hurt, though. He's been hurt. He hasn't oh, been around. hogwash. He's not been he's around. hogwash. He was named. They gave him all the money in the freaking world, and that's what he does to repay his, his owners. He puts up 100 yards. He looked... Terrible. Well, granted, he didn't look very good. But He's the... got Joe Mixon, a great <laughs> running back. He's got Jamar Chase, his old college buddy. He's got a pretty damn good defense, and that's what he does. So what are your thoughts about the game tomorrow? I like the Ravens. It's one. I think the Ravens are going to win that division. I don't think the Bengals yeah. are, but I think it's going to be a terrific game, and I look for Baltimore to win that game tomorrow. Vegas clearly has their, their, their faith in Joe Burrow. He, they, Vegas has Cincinnati at home, a three-point favorite. If I'm in Vegas... I am going to lie, steat, and chill to put a million dollars on the Ravens because ain't no way Cincinnati's going to figure it out in one week. They're, they're, not, they're, they're Joe Burrow either, but they're playing at home. I don't, I they're don't, I don't home. give a Baker's you know what. The Ravens are the are the superior team here. Joe Burrow needs a couple weeks to get over that sour game last week. I, I remember last year they started zero two as well. Yeah, so <laughs> I think. I think that's going to be a very intriguing game. Also, the Chiefs at the Jaguars Another tomorrow. Team that's looking to bounce back. Travis Kelsey's going to be back. They've got their defensive guy back. That's going to be a great game, though, because the yeah. Jaguars had a had a nice win last week with your friend Zay Jones yep. and Trevor Lawrence. But it's going to be it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, Chiefs. It's a tough road game after after starting the season with a loss, which is a rare a rare factor for for Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs look like a shell of themselves. Patrick Mahomes did have, he didn't have anybody to throw to, and when he did, nobody could seem to catch the ball. Luckily, Travis Kelsey will be coming back. That'll give him a little familiarity in this game. But Chiefs really, if they want to have that that post Super Bowl party, 
they need a victory quick. Ben, you're going to go to the stadium uh, in just a minute. Your final thoughts on Texas and Wyoming. What's it going to take? Uh, your 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 final score for this game? I'm not going to give my final score, Pop, but Texas will win this game. 30 points is a lot to cover. Texas will win this game by three touchdowns. I expect the Quinn Ewers to, to continue throwing the ball deep. I think that we learned a lot out of last week in Alabama that Quinn Ewers is capable to putting up Heisman numbers, as Mark said last segment. And I think Texas will have the run game more effective this week. They're not going to rely on Quinn Ewers to throw the long ball, but defense will continue showing that that's defense in the Big 12, if not the country. Big win for Steve Sarkeesian to really keep the ball rolling. I know we got about 30 seconds before we go to the news. I, I, I'm, I'm so confident. I think we're going to see Malik Murphy play, and we may Ooh. even see Arch Manning play tonight. I really believe that. It's a lot more confidence than I thought we'd see out of you. Okay, I'm confident. We're going to take a break. Enjoy the game. Mark, can you stay with me a few more minutes? Yes, sir. Thank you so much. This is the End Zone Club, part of Sports Saturday, live from Dirty Martins. Ed and Ben and Mark Brooks. Uh, Garrett is back at the Radio Central producing the show. Longhorn Network has a Longhorns game in 30 minutes, and we'll be back with more from Dirty Martins after this from KLBJ. We are back from Dirty Martins Place. Our pregame continues before the Longhorns and the Wyoming Cowboys at 7 o'clock. You can hear that on the Longhorn Network. A special happy birthday to our friend Craig Way, the voice of the Longhorns on radio, celebrating his 63rd birthday today. Happy birthday to our friend Craig. Our show... Uh, the End Zone Club, part of Sports Saturday, proudly brought to you by Howery, Breen, and Herman, Attorneys at Law, Plains Capital Bank, Covert in Bastrop, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road, S&B Amusements, Delaware Subs, no baloney there, tomorrow, two-for-one cheesesteak day, and, of course, by Dirty Martin's Place, this iconic uh, hamburger joint on Guadalupe that may be in trouble because of Project Connect. We sure hope that cooler heads prevail and realize this is one of the iconic restaurants since the 1920s, and we preserve some of Austin. Speaking of preserving some of Austin, uh, Mark Brooks is still with us, a former PGA champion, and Mark and I were at uh, Muni yesterday at Save Muni, the Forever Green Tournament. Wonderful golf tournament and a big party last night. Is uh, You've been playing Muni a long time. You played well, and it's so important to say places like Dirty Martins and especially Lions Municipal that will celebrate 100 years next year. Yeah, that was amazing. We had fun. You, Scotty and yourself were great partners. I think I started playing there in the late 70s. Did you? Sometime in the 70s, yeah. yeah. It hadn't changed much, which yeah, is and, good. And you lived over there, didn't you, when you were in your college? I did. I lived across the street from uh, what was... Kind of, I think it's what we play is number nine right now. Right. That, that was my little short game area. Really? Oh, yeah, I wore it out. Kind of cool. Now, uh, the PGA Tour is playing this weekend at Napa Valley. Uh, how's the leaderboard look on the PGA Tour event right now? Well, don't look now, but uh, the near-to-be 50, Matt Kuchar. Wow. So he's 700 today with one to play. Seth Thagala and S.H. Kim are all tied for the lead at 14 under. And Justin Thomas, only two back. Still has a handful of holes to play today. And Max Homa, who everyone's watching as well, both yeah. Ryder, Ryder Cuppers here in a couple of weeks. Right. A couple of weeks is three back. So there's a bunch of guys. I'm going to give you the number right here. There's 12 guys within four shots of the lead. So That's fantastic. They yeah. still have about five or six holes. So if you have multi-screen, you can flip it over there and maybe catch a little bit of golf. Heck, and the European Tour is playing the BMW and Ludwig Aberg uh, from Sweden, who played at Texas Tech last year, who's had a phenomenal first few months 
uh, is in the lead after three rounds in that tournament? He is. He's got a two-shot lead. The BMW PGA Championship is one of their big ones. Uh, it, it would be the equivalent of a major on their tour. They play at Wentworth, which is home to the DP World Tour headquarters. So it's all a little bit like their Players' Championship. Tommy Fleetwood is uh, also two back. Mr. Sim mm-hmm. is two back as well, which we don't know who he is, but we'll figure it out. We'll John Rom, John Rom, <laughs> four back. Terrell, terrible Terrell Hatton, five back. Sepp Straka, five back, and Victor Hovland, six back. Those Inter- are all Ryder Cup. All yeah. their, all twelve of their Ryder Cupers are playing at the BMW this week. I find that interesting. Sepp Straka is a Ryder Cup member for the European team. He was born in Austria, uh, then moved to the United States when he was like three years old. He played at Georgia. We saw him here at the Dell Technologies match play several years. He's got a southern draw, but he's playing for the European team. You know the other reason that they have an advantage, the uh, Nikolai and the the Hoygaard? Nikolai Hoygaard, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of like twins. Yeah. So... He's having a little trouble. <laughs> we could do a little backroom swap. We wouldn't know which one came yeah, we, out. You would know. You would not so know. They almost have like a, a, a sneaky 13th man there. But anyway, they're all playing. They're actually, a lot of them are playing well. It's a great golf course. Uh, Wentworth there has been, been around many, many years. And I don't know. You know, I've already said it. I've, I don't wish they win, the, that the Euros would win. But, you know, there's some things I would like to see change. And I'm going to give you my little scoreboard here. This is my prediction. We'll get it on. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll okay. keep this for next week. Okay. I got Auburn going 4-0-1. The guy's never played rookie. in a. He's never played in a major, Mark. That's the reason. <laughs> he doesn't even know what he's in for. I've got Hovland, Rory, McElroy, and John Rahm all going 3-1-1. That's 15 points right there. That'll win you the Ryder Cup. That would win the Ryder Cup. It yeah. takes 14 and a half yeah. to take the cup home. It has been since 1993 the U.S. has won on foreign soil, which is unbelievable to me because back in the day the U.S. won this thing just going away every year. Once they introduced the entire European continent into the matches, the the whole thing changed. It Look, did change. Seve, Seve, Seve Ballesteros. It used to be just a recreational deal. Now it's it's serious. Yes, it was a little bit too much uh, tea being served when it was just the, <laughs> the, the British Isles playing the entire United States. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it changed. Yeah, is that good? It's changed or bad? Absolutely. Yeah. Lang or Faldo. I mean, Faldo would have been a Brit, but. Uh, Certainly Bernhard Langer, Ola Thobel, Sergio Garcia. All these guys wouldn't have been part of that. Right. And it changed it, and it, it, made, it in, made it what it is. I think it's very ironic that the leading all-time scorer in the Ryder Cup and the history of Ryder Cup, the guy who scored more points than anybody from Europe, anybody from America, is on the sidelines. He's about 15 blocks down the road. It's Sergio Garcia. And as we said, we talked about Dustin Johnson sort of complaining about, oh, if I'd have played on the PGA Tour, I'd be on the team. Listen, and I think Sergio would say this, it probably hurts, but he made his own bet. He got the big payday from the Live Tour, and he's a big boy. He knew what was coming down the pike, so it is what it is. It is, and they certainly knew that was a possibility, at least this go-round. I mean, who knows? I mean, we don't have this. They don't have their framework agreement agreed to yet, so... Who knows what happens two more years down right, the road? Right, right, right. These guys could all be back in the mix. Right, and the guy that has tied for the most points on the American side, Billy Casper has the most points, followed by Almer Palm, Palmer, and two guys are tied at third, and that's Lanny Watkins and Phil Mickelson. And Phil Mickelson, he's made his own bet. He will never 
captain a Ryder he's, Cup. He's team. done more than just make his own bed. <laughs> <laughs> he's done something else with the bed. Phil, yeah, he's taken <laughs> the shams and the blankets. and the, In fact, he's just thrown the entire bed overboard. So, poor Phil. Oh, poor Phil. Uh, let's get you an update. Alabama looks like they're going to win by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin. Alabama leads South Florida 10-3. to Talk about a hangover after a loss. Uh, Bama has really been in hangover mode as they have had to fight all afternoon against an unheralded South Florida team, a 10-3. Big 12 football right now. Central Florida over Villanova, 24 to nothing. Cincinnati over Miami of Ohio, 10-7 early on. South Alabama leads Oklahoma State in Stillwater, Mark, 10 to nothing. Can you name me the South Alabama offensive coordinator? I cannot. His name is Major Applewhite. The oh, former, yes, yes, yes. The former Longhorn great, so yes. Major in South Alabama leading Oklahoma State 10 nothing. Texas Tech getting uh, back in the win column. They're playing Tarleton State from Stephenville, Texas, the Tarleton State Texans. Tech leads 21 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Arkansas has scored first uh, in uh, Fayetteville. Arkansas leads BYU 7-0. Already today, Missouri got a 61-yard field goal from a guy who is bigger than I am, this big, big boy. And back up one game. Okay. Don't you dare challenge Tarleton to a rodeo contest. Okay? Right. <laughs> they will rope and tie your ass down. Okay? You know I had to, All right, you know I had to dual scholarships to Tarleton? You did, that's I right. I did. I had a choir scholarship and golf, and regretfully, I turned it down and went to Texas State. Awesome. And All majored right. in girls and drinking. Uh, Missouri over Kansas State, 30-27 at the gun. Baylor over Long Island, 30-7. to Ohio. That's a de- drink. That's a, yeah. Ohio defeated <laughs> Iowa State 10-7. to And the Oklahoma Sooners, don't look now, Longhorn fans, but Oklahoma scored 66 on Tulsa, winning 66-17. to uh, just underway right now, Pitt is playing West Virginia. That's a big, boy, they don't like each other there. Pitt and West Virginia. TCU and Houston at 7 o'clock. Sonny Dykes and the Frogs against Dana Holgerson and the Cougs. Uh, that ought to be a good game at 7. And also Kansas plays a late game tonight in Nevada uh, at 9.30. A late game tonight also is Colorado and Colorado State. So that will be interesting. Top 25 scores. Uh, as I said, Alabama with a minute 35 to play. They're second and gold. Second and gold as they try to score. Alabama leads South Florida 10 to 3. Get this, Mark. Washington over Michigan State in East Lansing 38 to 30. It's not been a good week for Michigan State. Their head coach, Mel Tucker, was suspended, has been suspended. He's under investigation in a most bizarre story I've ever heard. Yeah, I read that. As he was making. A phone call to, I won't even get into it, he he made a controversial phone call, and uh, he got allegedly caught, so Michigan State is, just got crushed today by Washington, 38 to nothing. Washington State over Northern Colorado, 64-14. Watch out for Washington State and Oregon State. They're mad because they don't have a conference. UCLA all over North Carolina Central, 59 nothing, and Florida and Tennessee are underway, and early on, Florida leads Tennessee by a score of 7-0. Earlier today, it was Georgia winning over uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks in Athens. And the most impressive win of the day, I thought, so far, is LSU all over Mississippi State by a score of 41-14. Notre Dame was also a winner today. They defeated Central Michigan 41-17. Ohio State was a winner today, too. 
Ohio State and Notre Dame meet next weekend in South Bend in what should be a tremendous, tremendous game. Congratulations to our friend Mac Brown. We're at the Mac Brown table here at Dirty Martins. North Carolina now 3-0 as they defeated Minnesota by a score of 31-13. Duke won again over Northwestern 38-14. So uh, pretty exciting games already. Alabama just scored. So they're going to come away with a 17-3 victory over South Florida. Nick Saban looks mad. It'll be a long flight back to Tuscaloosa as they are still searching for a quarterback. They have played now three quarterbacks this year, and maybe the Simpson kid is a guy that they stick with. I don't know. Well, you know who they have next week. Who do they have next week? Old Miss. Oh, my goodness. Alabama and Ole Miss next weekend? Yeah, it's in Tuscaloosa, or oh. it's a home game. Let me say right We're now. We're going to find out quickly. I would pick Ole Miss right now because Lane Kiffin is a nut. Lane Kiffin he proved to, that again this week? He proved it again this week with some conversations to a player. I, I, I would pick Ole Miss right now over yep. Alabama because Alabama's got big problems. I would agree. Yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, West Virginia is about to get underway with, uh, with the Pitt Panthers. Of course, the Longhorns play. Uh, in just a little bit against uh, Wyoming. And we need to take a break after this break. Our final thoughts on Texas and Wyoming as we drive you to DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. This is the End Zone Club, part of Sports Saturday, proudly brought to you by Howry Breen and Herman, attorneys at law, Plains Capital Bank, Covert in Bastrop, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road, S&B Amusements, Delaware Subs, two-for-one subs tomorrow with Pete Nipsky and Delaware Subs and my Dirty Martin's Place. We'll have more on the End Zone Club right after this. This is a guy that goes to Dirty's a lot, Billy Gibbons. He's here a lot. Did you know that, Mark? He's here a lot. ZZ Top always oh, comes to Dirty's. Does he? He does. Oh, yeah. Earl Campbell's usually comes on Wednesday. I'm not sure what day Billy Gibbons does, but they come to Dirty's where we are. Welcome back to the End Zone Club here on KLBJ Radio as we drive you to the stadium, Longhorns and Wyoming, in about, oh, eight or nine minutes or so uh, on the Longhorn Network. This is going to be the last game produced by the Longhorn Network because the Longhorn Network's going away uh, because of the Longhorns joining the SEC, which is kind of sad. It's been, it's been a huge benefit for Texas financially. ESPN has been paying Texas $20 million a year for the last 10 years. Thank you to Lost Dodds. Thank you very much as you wrote down to Lost Dodds. So this is interesting, the last game uh, on the Longhorn Network. Longhorns in Wyoming at 7 o'clock. Texas favored by 30 points. Let's see if the Longhorns can avoid any type of hangover. Alabama had a hangover. They won 17-3 today. Unimpressive. Nick Saban goes into his game next week with Ole Miss going who am I going to start at quarterback? Uh, your thoughts about Texas and Wyoming tonight. What's what's the key things that Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns must do? Put the pedal down. Put the pedal down. It's offense. We got a great defense. So I don't see Wyoming moving the ball much on us. I, I think it's just I'm ready to get Quinn Ewers off the field. Yeah. Let him, I, I want him off the field. I want him playing a half a football game and uh, – I told you, I, I gave him his keys back to his car last week. So <laughs> he <laughs> Maybe he's got it parked in a legal spot this week. <laughs> well, he can make the Batman escape. Well, the Longhorns and uh, Wyoming already today, Oklahoma. You know, we talk about, oh, when Texas beat Alabama, so many people call our show on 1027 ESPN saying, hey, man, we're going to go win the Big 12. We're going to win the national championship. There's going to be a huge game in Dallas. 
in a few weeks against Oklahoma because Brent Venables has a lot to prove because he had a less than sterling year last year. It's going to be an awesome game with the Oklahoma Sooners, I, I firmly believe. Well, they don't stay down long. No. Regardless of who's at the helm, obviously the Bob Stoops era has got – talking about hangover it's still got some hangover in it and right. uh, i think they're they got the ship righted i've been up there quite a bit i mean i know the the programs fairly well i've got a little oklahoma ties they have a winning culture on that campus they do it, it permeates all the way through and so, they do it for all sports they oh, do oh, that's my point football it's basketball for, for golf your sport and our yeah. sport it's it they're they're really good all the time in golf too, so Which it's is what Nick Saban's done at o, at Alabama as yeah. well, just across the board. We talked earlier about the uh, a kind of a, a kind of it's not been a good day for the Big Twelve. Missouri defeating Kansas, thirty twenty seven. Iowa State losing to Ohio, and right now, uh, Major Applewhite in South Alabama, where Major's offensive coordinator, South Alabama leads Oklahoma State sixteen to nothing in Stillwater. That would be a huge. Hickey to uh, Oklahoma State. That does not look good for Oklahoma State. No, and trouble's been brewing up there for a while in, in, inside the Boone Pickens Stadium. Yeah, poor old Boone. God love Boone. Uh, Texas Tech leads Charlton State, not in uh, rodeo, in football, <laughs> 21 to nothing. And Arkansas has scored again against uh, BYU. It's 14 to nothing. Pitt and West Virginia just underway uh, in what should be a very exciting game. I'm looking forward to not only the Longhorns in a few minutes, but also uh, watching Dion in Colorado versus Colorado State. So, um, And I'm going to keep an eye on the TCU-Houston game. Yeah. That one's kind of interesting. It really is because you have two head coaches who used to coach with Mike Leach. Uh, Dana Holgerson and our friend Sonny Dykes are both disciples of Mike Leach. You'll see similar offense. Houston is a goofy team. Houston lost to Rice last week, but they won their first game of the year against UTSA. TCU stumbled against Colorado, but they won last week. Uh, it's a bigger game to me for TCU because, well, I say that, and we talked about Dana. It's a big game for Dana Hogerson, who, who needs flat out needs to win. I mean, he either wins or he goes and is a waiter for <laughs> for Landry Seafood. Yes, yeah. Yes. And yeah, it's it's interesting because we got a kind of funny Big 12 this year because I one of the cream of the crop lost today Kansas State loses to Missouri, Missouri a mid-level team to me in the SEC and Kansas State loses and Kansas State is it's listen, it's lining up good for the Longhorns in my opinion with TCU struggling Kansas State struggling, Oklahoma State struggling. I know Texas doesn't play Oklahoma State, but it looks like as you look at the schedule, Texas and Oklahoma looms very, very large. Of it, course, it, Kansas State looms large. So does TCU. And for that matter, Kansas will loom, loom does large. Does it loom large enough not to kick off about 10 a.m.? <laughs> the, the, the Texas Oklahoma. Yes, let's play. Let's play a later game there. Well, it's well. I've heard that our AD Chris Del Conte, your friend, has said Texas and Oklahoma when they join the SEC will play at two thirty. Well, he said time. that. But I think this year, I, I think it's going to be back at eleven a.m. Uh, uh, well, I like it. Let me just say, I like it because we can do the full show from five to seven. Well, that's true. After the game, it's kind of kind of funky show when he kick off at two thirty. But no, it's it's not about us. It's about the Longhorns. But you know, they can play that game at 9 in the morning or 6 at night. It's still going to be Texas OU. It is. Yeah. I think there's some safety concerns there while they play early. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, think there I, is. Think. <laughs> I think there's safety concerns and people liquored up. Yeah, that's, that was my point. Okay, Cowboys tomorrow against the JETS Jets. 
uh, home opener for uh, Jerry and Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott and that defense. I look for the Cowboys to cover that nine-and-a-half-point spread. I don't know about you, but I just think I think they're going to annihilate little Zach Wilson. Well, as a lifetime Cowboy fan, it is way past due. Yeah. I mean, it's so far past due. Let's just fast forward to the NFC Championship game against the Niners. Mm-hmm. That's the game. That's the game, and you want that game. I want that game. You want that game at Jerry World in Arlington. You don't want to go back to San Francisco where you and I and our friend Sean Goods here seeing many disasters in San Francisco. We have, and of course they play down there in the, their new stadium with 140,000 people. Yeah, you want to do that. Let's play in Jerry's world. So I think the Cowboys have a really good shot. Not a really good shot. They should win tomorrow, and I think it's going to be a two-horse race. Philadelphia has won two games in a row. Uh, some Not that impressive, but it's two wins or two wins. They beat Minnesota on Thursday night. But uh, I think it's a two-horse race. New York showed that they're not very good to me. Washington is not very good as they barely won over the lowly Arizona Cardinals. So it's going to be a two-horse race. And I think you said something earlier about the Longhorns. It's about injury. Stay healthy. Don't get injured. Please. Don't get injured. So Dak Prescott and take pressure off Dak Prescott. Yes, sir. Okay. Hey, thanks for hanging out. That was a lot of fun. You got it. And thanks for playing yesterday. As we said, uh, our team shot a 59 at the Save Muni Tournament with Mark Brooks, yours truly, and Scotty Sayers. And Mark Brooks, who's not playing anymore on the Champions Tour, you need to go back to the Champions Tour because you probably shot a 63 with, with your own ball yesterday. I, I don't believe that's the case. It and was I will, the case. I will not be heading back to the... <laughs> senior tour. We got to go. Thanks everybody from Dirty Martin. See you next week here on KLBJ.